Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today, I have a very special guest with us. I have Caden Hudson. Hey there, Caden. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? It's a beautiful sunny day in Las Vegas. How about yourself? It's getting warmer here in Oklahoma. That's all I can say. <laughs> Wonderful. I know it was fairly recently cold, so. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. So, Caden, I don't like a lot of fluff on the show. I like just going straight into it. So, why don't you begin by just telling us a little bit about yourself, please? So I am, um, by day, I am the IT manager of the Folds of Honor Foundation based out of Owasso, Oklahoma. And then by night, I am the regional, or probably not the regional, just the development officer for gaming for Folds of Honor. So that's kind of where I am right now. I love it. Okay. So we will have a lot to talk about. I know because we've chatted extensively before we started here. Mm -hmm. Um, But before we do that, I start every episode with a single question. So I'm going to ask you just like I ask everybody else. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being high, how weird are you, Caden? See, I, I feel like I'm pretty normal, right? And so, and I, and I think most people, maybe maybe most gamers, most anime fans probably will see me as, as normal, maybe like a three or a four. Um, but I think if people don't know the thing about me, then they ask me about that, I'll just go off on the rails and start talking and then I may become a 10. So I'd like to point out really quick, you said most gamers would think I'm normal. You do know that one third of the world's population are gamers, right? No, I didn't actually know that. It's something like 2.7 billion people. Only. Okay, gotcha. Right. <laughs> All right. Wonderful game. Uh, now, this is the Gamer Renewer Podcast. So I do need your gaming cred. When did you first start playing video games? I first started playing video games probably around, I'm going to say about maybe three or four. Um, my grandpa, my grandpa um, kind of lived out in the country, um, and this was even way before online gaming was even a thing. And he couldn't really keep me contained. He was a little bit older. I was a ball of energy. And so he decided to remedy that situation with Duck Hunt and Nintendo. And so that's kind of where I got my start. And from there, it's all been downhill. Isn't that like the greatest game in the world? Like I still like anytime anyone mentions that game, I, I remember the the sound of the light guns, that clang sound. Oh yeah, and there's something about like the satisfying click of the little trigger. Like that was like the most satisfying button I think I've ever experienced. <laughs> right. All right. And I'm assuming you continue to play games since then. I do. Yeah. It's it's pretty much been every iteration from then on out. You know, the Nintendo 64, the GameCube, PlayStation 2, to Xbox 360, to Xbox One. Now just kind of decided to break out the wallet and just do, you know, PC gaming. And hopefully that solves most of my cross expansion and my cross console uh, problems. Yeah, for now. <laughs> for now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and what do you play today, if anything? Uh, today, I'm actually um, kind of just bouncing back and forth between like Overwatch and um, Apex Legends, really. Um, and then just kind of sprinkle out maybe some good single player games now and then. Okay, I love it. And if you had to pick one game as your all time favorite, which one would it be? Oh, see, that's a tough one because there's, there's, I have a lot, I feel like. So personally, I think the game of choice would probably have to be Halo 2. Uh, that probably is the by far the most hours I've ever put into a game, at least four years worth of time. So it has to be at least that game. I love it. All right. Let's, uh, that's enough gaming you know, specific. Let's get on to the preneur part. Can you uh, start out by giving us your professional background? How did you end up at Folds of Honor? So uh, I kind of ended up at Fellows of Honor a little bit by chance. Um, believe it or not, um, the first time I came in contact with Folds of Honor was when I was in high school as a sophomore. And I played golf, played being the key word there because I was not good at golf. I just participated in the sport. And um, every year or every other year, I'm sorry, they hold a tournament here in my local hometown. And so I decided to volunteer and I 
happened to be paired as a caddy with a um, Air Force member, a retired Air Force member. And I, I remember that experience and how awesome it was to kind of walk with him. And then we had celebrities and other golf professionals in our same group. Um, but I remember how awesome it was that he came out on his own time you know, from miles across the other side of the country just to come play golf and raise money for, for kids. And that always really stuck with me. And as I moved through um, high school and college, um, that always stuck in the back of my mind. But I ended up being in IT. Um, when I went to college, I actually got my degree in business administration of information systems and software. And so it was kind of by chance that Folds of Honor needed an IT manager. And so I applied. I already had a job. I really wasn't even looking for one. I just applied and they said, hey, we want you to come here and, you know, work for us. And I said, absolutely, I'd love to. And COVID happens. And when COVID happened, the interesting. You know, hey, uh, how about before you kind of tell us that part of the story? Uh -huh. um, what is Folds of Honor? Oh, absolutely. Folds of Honor is a nonprofit uh, 315C foundation. Oh, sorry. 5013C Foundation, where um, we um, raise money and we give scholarships for the children and spouses of fallen and disabled uh, veterans who have served, you know, our country. Beautiful. That's that's incredible work. Okay, COVID happened. Yes, and so now fast forward, COVID happened, and we everyone just like everybody else around the world kind of got put on pause and goes, well, how do we continue the everyday? And one of the things that we did is we moved to almost completely digital with our fundraising. We almost had no events. We had no, you know, in-person meetings anymore. And so we held all of our fundraisers online. And about that time, towards the tail end of the year of 2020, they came to me and they said, hey, we know you're a gamer. You have the gaming keyboard and the mouse on your desk, you know, before we had to go home. And um, you constantly would wear Overwatch t-shirts and stuff on special, you know, dress up days for the office. And so I said, yeah, I'm a gamer. And they go, we want to, we want to reach out to that community. We think that not only is it a good place to have a community, but it's also a really good place to maybe see what kind of fundraising events we can have. And I said, absolutely. And so then I jumped headfirst into essentially fundraising through gaming. Okay. Beautiful. And what is it that you do with Folds of Honor on that side of it? So with that side of it, what I do is, is I want to reach out to my, my, my warm market, my network of gamers, whether they be streamers, business owners, um, just everyday people who want to raise money, but want to do it maybe through a video game tournament, maybe a video game marathon. Um, I actually reach out to my warm market. And then what I do is I also go out and I find these people who are already doing these things that are already streaming, already holding tournaments. And I say, hey, I see what you're doing. I love what you're doing. Is there something that maybe we can do with you? Um, you know, how, how would that work? Would you be interested in holding a fundraiser? And that's kind of what my job has been ever since I was given this role. That's wonderful. Okay. And what has the response been like in the community? The response has been really good. Um, really the interesting part about the, the responses is that I want to do something. I just don't know what to do. And that's kind of where I say, well, just keep doing what you're doing. Um, for the stream, from the streamer aspect, um, a lot of the streamers that we have, they have, they have communities and they have, you know, healthy followings. And I just say, what would your community want to do? You know, yes, you are the driver. You are the voice of this community. But like, what would your chat like to see you do? What would they like to get involved with? And sometimes that's a turn like an inner channel tournament. Sometimes that's, you know, a 24 hour marathon stream where they the chat's trying to get go trying to hit their own goals and the streamer's trying to hit his own goals on screen. Um, and then uh, around the local area, there's actually a esports arena that, um, that we're currently working with where um, we're trying to figure out what we can do once COVID kind of goes by the wayside, hopefully, and what it looks like to have a tournament at the local at the local level with gaming and folds of honor. Okay, that's really cool. Now, Caden, 
uh, part of the purpose of my show is hopefully somebody sitting there watching this going, wow, this sounds really cool. I, I, I'm in part of a, a nonprofit myself. I'd love to be able to try to find a way to involve the streaming community, the gaming community. And you, know, you have that experience already. What advice would you have for someone looking to get in? Because you know, I hear horror stories all the time about people like just kind of trying to shove things down gamers' throats and it doesn't work. What, what's worth, what hasn't? So I think the biggest thing that's really worked in, in my experience, and I think for Folds of Honor as in a whole, is when you go and ask someone, you know, you want to get involved, like listen to them and let them kind of guide you on what they want to do. Because again, like you just said, gamers don't like things getting shoved down their throats. And it's actually almost a not almost like a secret for marketing of like they know not to try to fool gamers because they're pretty good at catching that kind of stuff. And so one of the things that I've done is that when I go to an event, when I go to a streamer or somebody, and I say, would you like to have an event with us? You know, what does that look like on your end? The biggest thing that I always ask them is that if I didn't come to you, but you found us, what would you have done? And I think that question really gets the gears turning of like, well, I would have probably sought you out. I would have tried to do this for you guys because this would have raised a lot of money or this would have done really good in my community. And I said, then let's do that. And I think that's been like the key is I kind of let them drive. I'm just kind of the motivator on the side going, you can do this. You've got this. You know, this is all for good. Okay. Now, Caden, like my show is, it's about you, right? I, I, mm-hmm. I, when we talked about it, it's not necessarily about the organization. I love hearing right. about your organization. I want to ask you, what makes you special? Like, what, what makes you good at your job? What makes you good at this role that you're doing? Is it a unique skill or talent or is it just you have a tenacity and you wanted to learn and you kind of grew into the position? Um, I, I think a large part of it is that I'm always I'm always wanting to learn. I'm willing to learn and wanting to learn are two different things. Um, and for me, I just want to learn. And when I was given the when I was given the opportunity to kind of go this route um, with gaming, especially and with folds, I, I really decided. And I really sat down and I even talked to my wife about it going, you know, this is going to take up a lot of time. You know, we just had a newborn son. They're probably going to be asked, I'm going to have to be gone going to events or something. And she goes, how, what are the chances that this is something that you'll ever get to do again, even if you only get to do it once. And I, at that point I was like, absolutely. Um, and so from there, what I realized is that the skill sets that I actually got through gaming has actually been what's driven this vehicle for me and was kind of given us the success that we've seen so far. Um, one of the things that I learned from gaming, especially competitive gaming in esports, is communication and just constant um, uh, affirmation back and forth of like what we're doing is for good and what we're doing is the right thing. Um, uh, for those who may not know what it's like to be at an esports tournament, you're constantly hearing comms and there's constant noise going on with the game and with your teammates. And to be able to focus in on the one single objective is what's really helped me move that into a real life skill. Wonderful. Okay. And what are some challenges that you have faced in, in growing into this position? Um, I, I think the biggest challenge is to kind of get those who don't uh, maybe know gaming or don't understand gaming on the level past, you know, it's just a controller and something a disc that you put into a console, getting them to realize that there's so much more to this industry that there's, there's an art side of the industry. There's a competitive sports side of the industry. There's a marketing side of the industry, not just within the game itself, but how these games are played now. And I think that's the hardest part is getting people to kind of really get their wheels turning and stop to think that games are no longer the, the things that you go to one store, like the Walmart shelf to buy, and then you play and then it's done and you buy the next one. Okay. And um, what would you say are some of the greatest joys you've had in doing this? Some of the greatest joys I've had is one, the excitement that I see from, you know, the donors or the event holders, but even more is the kids themselves. 
Um, I, I know that we have a couple of kids that are here at the foundation that when they, when I get to talking about this, I know their parents go, yeah, I told them, I told them about what you're doing and they're so excited. They can't wait to see it. They want to log in and watch it on Twitch. They want to go down the street to this esports arena and go play there. And I think that being to see that reaction, especially with these communities who have a younger audience, especially like on Twitch, where these are kids that are very likely either the age or even recipients of our scholarships themselves. And I think being able to see that full circle of the recipient to the donor to the event holder just come all together in one roof, all doing the same goal, I think is something really special. That's beautiful. Okay. Now, Caden, a little more personally, okay? Mm -hmm. I'd like you to go back in time with me. Okay. okay? We're going to hop into a time machine. We're going to go back to that time when you were playing in, in playing golf, Folds of Honor event. And, you know, you're going to go up to a little Caden back then. And you're going to be able to give him all of the advice, all the ups, the downs, the joys, the challenges, the struggles, all the information he's going to need to know in order to take his life and do whatever you think is more successful, more accomplished, whatever you think you could have done to make your life just bigger, better, better. But there was only this one thing, like there's one thing he absolutely had to know. What would it be? I think the one thing that I would, that I would go and tell little Caden out on the golf course would probably be don't doubt your, don't doubt your success before you ever even see it. So, and the reason I say that and how I want to word that now is, you know, we all think that we have great ideas and 99% of the time we do, but then we take a step back after getting in, you know, the dreamland and we say, can this really, can this really work? Will this really happen? Well, what if this happens? Then you start to doubt yourself. Um, I found it more, in, in my opinion, I found it more beneficial to stay with that idea and go, okay, but on the off chance that it works, the failure in and of itself, you can keep failing. You just got to make it successful once and then it just kind of snowballs into itself. Wonderful. Okay, now, you see, Caden, I actually believe that we learn the most in our life from our failures, not necessarily mm -hmm. our successes. Because when you succeed the first time, you try something, you don't know what happened, like, eh, right? But Absolutely. when you fail at it, you got to take a look at it. You got to figure out what went wrong in order to be able to move past it and, and succeed the next time or however many times it takes. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to ask you, what do you consider your greatest failure in life and what did you learn from it? <laughs> That is a good one because I think there is a ton of them that could compete for the top 10 spots at least. Um, I think for me, the biggest failure that I learned from the most was actually straight out of college. Um, I was, I, I kind of had this weird understudy, almost dual minor have you, where I was in film and I really enjoyed at the time, this was five, six years ago. At the time, I really enjoyed um, video editing and I was actually trying to make it as like a let's play video gamer on YouTube. And I, you know, I taught myself editing. I taught myself Premiere. I got all the little shortcuts on my keyboard. I was ready to go. And this production company held a competition where they gave you some B-roll, they gave you some A-roll and you were to put together the story that they kind of had it on a drawing board. And the winner of it, you know, got some cash, which I desperately needed as a college student graduate. And they uh, also an opportunity to come like internship for them. And so I jumped in, you know, head first and I did not win. Um, not only did I not, no, did not win, I didn't even get the honorable mention down the list of names of the credit scene. So it was a little, it was a little bit of a gut check and a little bit of a, a humble pie. Um, but what was interesting, what I learned from that is that, you know, I ended up going back to that company and just asking for a job and they gave me one. But what I learned is just because you think you're good at something doesn't mean you're out of the industry. That's what I really learned because when I went back to the company and got a job, I got some other jobs for audio engineering and I got some jobs for, um, for from a PA, from a production line and a production assistance jobs. And I realized that I was really good at those things, just not editing. 
Okay, fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, on the flip side, what is something you're working to improve on yourself today? Something that I'm working to um, improve on is really kind of get better at the um, probably like the the actual business side and the actual logistics side of like the fundraising and the parts that aren't gaming. Um, because the gaming side, I, I, I get, I've been doing it for a long time, even as a kid, but it's the business side that I'm having to learn the the business logistics, you know, finance, how does this work? How does it work that if we want to do all of this overhead stuff, who do I need to call? Who, who would I need to ask to do this? And just really going, okay, slow down and figure out what it is that you need to actually do. So the thing that you're wanting to do gets done. Okay. Uh, typical five-year or typical interview question. Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, in five years, I, I do see myself still doing this in gaming. Um, and I, I see that I will continue probably to really dive into like the fundraising side of gaming and really see what other methods there are with gaming to fundraise and what a, what a, what a successful, not only nonprofit can do with gaming, but what gaming itself can do for nonprofits. Okay, beautiful. Now back to Folds of Honor. If someone wanted to get involved or they wanted to contribute or help out in some way, how would they do that? So there's a couple of different ways that they can get involved. Um, obviously, you can always go to foldsofhonor.org and you can look through our website there and we have multiple ways that you can get involved. Another thing that you can always do is depending on your location, we actually have local chapters in a bunch of um, areas throughout the country. We have, I think at this time, we're about to reach 30 chapters give or take. I'm, I'm sure I'm not quite hit on the nose and I'll get in trouble for that next, but um, I, there's also some local areas that you can reach out to maybe do in a local event. Um, and knowing that, you know, gaming is a thing. The thing that I always, you know, entertain is that there's all kinds of um, things that you probably have an idea with, with gaming. Um, just email, you know, email us, email me and we can get something going. And, you know, it doesn't have to raise, you know, a million dollars, it's just got to raise, you know, as much as you can raise. And that goes towards helping somebody. Fantastic. Okay. Kid, this has been a wonderful interview. How would people reach out to you if they wanted to? Where are you at in social and your contact information? So my contact information is pretty simple. It's khudson at foldsofhonor.org. And then I do, I just actually had to get a Twitter so I could start fulfilling this role easier. Um, my Twitter is I'm, it's actually my gamer tag. I'm Omega Row. And then of course my Twitch, which is you know, twitch.tv forward slash Omega Row. The last O is a zero though, because someone did beat me to the punch on that one. Uh, okay, beautiful. I will sure, if you could send that to me, I'll make sure I, yeah. I can get that. Okay, perfect. Absolutely. And um, you know, as we wrap this up, do you have any final thoughts you want to share? Anything I didn't ask you think we still need to cover? Um, no, I think the, um, the biggest thing that I, I would, you know, maybe want to talk about if we could is just kind of like maybe the future of gaming. Because um, okay, I think- please. I, because I, I think the future of gaming, because I get asked this a lot, like, you know, is this something that can last past this year? You know, because COVID has made this easier to see, but does it, once COVID's over, will this still be a thing? And absolutely it will. We all we all know it will. Um, I, I, but I think in the most interesting part that I see gaming and where it goes is I think it's, we're going to see a huge boost in esports. We're going to see a huge boost in just the normalization of the online content. And I know that I've talked with a bunch of other even schools who have esports teams and they're like, yeah, ever since COVID, we've had so many more membership and people interested in the esports team that we never knew even existed. Okay. Did you, did you want to talk more about that or? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, I, I could, I could keep you on the line all day about that. It's, it's just one of those things that I think that when, because I mean, just as a fun story, um, there's a, there was an esports arena here, like I had mentioned here in the Tulsa area. And I went and visited. It's amazing. It's state of the art. And one of the things that was really 
uh, awesome about their story is that they started right when COVID hit and it was very unfortunate because no one could go into the arena anymore. Um, now that they were able to kind of bring life back into um, the, uh, the environment, COVID has, we've learned from it, we're able to kind of combat it they have started to see people come in, but they didn't see the people they were expecting. You know, they were expecting to see, you know, the younger audience, the kids who were probably playing the popular video games, but they were seeing couples, they were seeing father and sons, they were seeing mothers and sons and daughters come in. And they really, and when I was there, you know, touring the area, I saw the same thing. And that kind of clicked in my head that this has become almost a, this has become an, almost a normal activity now that people go out and do on a weekend. You know, it's, maybe it's go and play golf. It's going to the park or, you know, going to a water resort. And now it's like, there's a gaming arena that people go to and just go play video games with their family and friends. I love it. All right, Caden, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I really, I genuinely do appreciate this. I, I do. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for discussing folds of honor and sharing that with everybody. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And thank you for having me. It was, it was a pleasure. And I'm, and I'm really excited about, you know, the future for gaming in general. For sure. All right. Now, everybody else, I'm going to remind you all, don't be just a gamer, be a gamerpreneur. <laughs>